Coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gahn-Mueller. This is Barbara Gahn-Mueller, and I am delighted to welcome you to peacepodcast.org. Peace Podcast. If the world was at peace, I would be so honored that I could have been part of the process of creating peace on the planet. Our guest today is Bob McKinchie. And if you look carefully when he's introduced, you'll see that he has a passion for something that I have a passion for. No more war. No war ever. And so we're going to talk to Bob today about his journey into peace. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Bob, in the early in the 1950s, grew up as a gay person in a very small California town. And that was when everybody didn't have so much respect for people. They were more of a threat. And as a result, Bob suffered a deep fear of violence, though he never was really a victim. And this fear is an emotional basis for peace activism. Think about that. If you have a deep fear, do you also have the knowledge that that's a way to become a peace activist? Well, Bob married at 26, became a father with a wonderful son, which I have heard many good things about. He launched a career as an English teacher and a school counselor and actually lived a very nice life. But it didn't work the way he wanted it to be because it wasn't authentic. And authentic is really important to Bob. And so Bob started to assist several nonprofits in Coachella Valley. He also became a divorced father who really took good care of his son. I applaud him for that. And he is the executive director of the Cathedral City Senior Center. And in 2020, when Bob attended, the Rotary Action, the Rotary E-Club Peace Conference. This is a turning point for Bob. He'll talk about that. This turning point brought him into becoming an active peace activist. And get this, at the ripe old age of 80. He doesn't even look 80 now, does he? Well, that was four (laughs) years ago. And so he went on to be the co-founder and the coordinator for the California chapter of World Beyond War. I've had the privilege of speaking at his Cathedral City group in the world beyond war, and I was so honored. And you know, Bob, I just want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us on peacepodcast.org. Oh, I really appreciate being asked, Barbara. Thanks. You're so welcome. You know, Bob, I asked him several times to be on because I think he has a story that you will resonate with. And one that will show you that peace is possible, even when you may not think so. So I'm going to ask you a question, Bob. What is your vision for the world when the peace movement succeeds? Well, our vision for the Cathedral City Peace Initiative is that we would like to see all conflict resolved in um, in nonviolence violent ways. So like now, a lot of conflict is resolved that way, but not, especially not conflict on the national level between and within nations. We would like to see a strong set of laws and courts and follow-up 
So the we would have civil society on all levels. You're talking about conflict resolution, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. That we can solve some of our problems with conversations. That's why I wrote the book Revolutionary Conversation. And the very first step in any conversation when you are on two opposing sides is to stop. Just like you do at a stop sign before you go forward, you stop to make sure it's safe. And so in the stopping process, you stop and you say, I, I want to understand. I need some help for understanding. Help me understand where you're coming from. And then you have that conversation. Would that work for you, Bob? Yes, it would. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so Bob said, if we were to solve our problems with conflict resolution, we wouldn't have so many. See the sign behind him? So many wars, right, Bob? It could, yes. And it also would go on to resolve other problems that don't have to do with conflict necessarily, like food for all people and shelter and uh, things like that, education. Absolutely. I come from a, when I married Robert Mueller, we moved to, he was already in Costa Rica and we lived in Costa Rica. And it was a demilitarized country. And because it was demilitarized, guess what they use their money for? Just like you said, education, free education, free health, and they're at peace. Absolutely, yes. Well, you know, you're a peace activist. I've been on your World Without War um, program. What do you think the emotional foundation is for you that brought you to peace activism? My personal the first thing is fear i really fear violence myself and i would never want to perpetrate violence any place myself but i see that other people don't feel the same i the same way i do and i think i grew up in a lot of fear i was even afraid of my own father and so in a way it wasn't a comfortable family and um i think that's a big motivator but also angry. I, mean, I can be anger too, because I'm looking at different places around the world and I'm thinking, why don't they notice that this violence they're perpetrating is not effective toward resolving conflicts? It's absolutely ineffective. So in the starting of World Beyond War and also the Cathedral City Peace Initiative, I tell myself, are we being effective? We constantly have to ask that question, no matter what we're doing. Are we being effective? Are we being effective? Are we achieving the goal of peace? Yes. What a good question. And you know it doesn't happen because you shoot your neighbor. My late husband, Robert Mueller, always said he had to dance in front of the soldiers and they were shooting cousins. Cousins were shooting cousins because of the government saying you're a French citizen or you're an a German citizen. That's ridiculous, isn't it? It absolutely is. It absolutely is. It never resolves anything. And it also doesn't make for a peaceful even community. And all of the um, beauty that is destroyed by these senseless wars, you know, it really and truly makes me proud that you're a peace activist because <laughs> you just, you are a, such a light in our Rotary E-Club of World Peace. And your opinions are so um, profound, for want of a better word. They're profound. 
because you've lived 84 years, you've gone through emotional turmoil, and you come out at the age of 80 at a World Peace Conference, and you think, that's what I want to do, right? So it's funny, um, uh, David Swanson, he's the uh, founder of World Beyond War. He gave a talk, and I was listening to it uh, with great attention. And then he came to a part in the talk where he said, if we can end polio, we can end war. And that was a really profound moment for me. But I have to say that also it made me think um, of a time uh, in when I was 25 years old. And before I started teaching, I was a newspaper reporter and they had me go cover a um, story of a Chico State College professor speaking out against the war at Vietnam. And as he spoke, the light came on. We, and I realized we're all under a brainwash that this Vietnam War makes us safe. It, nothing could be further from the truth. And I realized at that moment, but I was 25, I didn't do anything about it until I was 80. I did a lot of good things, but not that. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you see behind me here, and I think of you, you've done a lot of good things. You were, wherever you are, there was a light because you had that that energy of peace inside you. And then you got to actually actualize it when you were 80. But I look at you and I think, why do we not teach our students how to end all wars, end wars with your ideas and your thoughts and bring peace to the planet, right? Well, yes. But one of the reasons, one of the answers for that question is that a small number of people make huge amounts of money off war. And their kids don't have to go fight the wars. We got rid of the draft, so everyone doesn't have to go. So we just send the kids who are poor, or that's the only opportunity for them to get in the military so they can get in the middle class. I think, frankly, it's scandalous. It sure isn't what I would expect to say to our people as we grow up, that you have no alternative. So join the Navy, join the Army, join some other warfighting um, group. And so, you know, you don't leave a war untraumatized. <laughs> no. You no. don't. And you've come home with wounds. I have so many women in my life whose husbands came home from Vietnam so wounded, not physically, but mentally. They saw beautiful children not being treated well. They saw beautiful families being disrupted all um, because somebody said, go in and do something. And long story short, to you, I say thank you. I thank you for becoming a peace activist. I thank you for starting the Cathedral City Peace Initiative. I thank you for being in a world without war. And David Swanson, when he talks and he tells us how much wars cost, trillions and trillions and billions of dollars and military bases all around, why can't we just be friends, right, Bob? I, I don't know. I don't know. So. Well, you're a teacher. I can tell you, we need to be friends. Yeah. And you know, you and I are both in the Rotary E-Club of World Peace, and we meet every Tuesday night at 630. And I invite some of the listeners to join Bob and me and listen to some of the speakers. 
on the 30th of October, we're going to have Peter Fikowski. And I would love to have you join us and find out how we can save our climate as well as saving our lives and having more no more. You know, um, at the end of our interviews, did I interview, did I introduce you well enough today, Bob? Did I leave anything out? No, I don't think so. I would like to say something about my sign. Please. Well, that's a sandwich board. We demonstrate every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. and we wave at the commuters going by. We're in front of the Cathedral City City Hall and it's uh, great fun. People honk and wave and and we one of our signs says um, honk support. So quite a few people do honk. So we're getting the word out. <clears throat> Well, you're very brave. A lot of people wouldn't have the courage to stand on the corner and wear their sandwich sign that says no war. You know, I was thinking a, a bullet could go through this sand, sandwich sign, but I thought, <laughs> well, I'll do it anyway. <laughs> oh, I hope that never happens. Because Another thing we do, we have a peace meditation. And one of our uh, thoughts of interest or points of interest is inner peace for individuals. <laughs> You can't do anything unless you're reasonably peaceful. So we have a meditation every Wednesday at 4 p.m. at the Cathedral City Senior Center. Yes, and then we have a little conversation following the meditation about um, peace and war and resolution. So, Well, you know, I think meditation is really important to get ourselves to be calm so that we can be the peace other people may need. Not everybody has our experience base bob yeah and they have to come to their own conclusions about war and about peace but if we could just get a national and an international movement with fred like with fred arment the international cities of peace and congratulations you're an international city of peace we are yes do you know what number you are i think we're um 360 Ooh. yeah and they're almost at 400 now Oh, good. We we came on as International City of Peace in June 2022. Uh -huh. Our organization actually started at April 6th. That's when we started our meditation. Uh-huh. So. Well, that is great. I, too, as a Santa Barbara resident, um, became a city, International City of Peace. We joined a little bit before you. We're number 323, and I asked them if we could be 323 because my birthday is March 23rd, and I knew I would remember <laughs> that. And Fred said, well, we're at about 319, so you'll have to wait. I said, I'll wait. And Fred Arment is the founder of International Cities of Peace. And if you'd like to know more about International Cities of Peace, just go to the um, website and check out 323. And what number are you, Bob? 360. And check out 360 and you'll see the work that we are doing. Bob is very active. Um, he sent me a t-shirt recently and that t-shirt said, war no more, am I right? Or no more mm -hmm. war. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, now, Bob, I always, at the end of our podcast, I always say, what action can our viewers take today? What can they do after watching you besides become an international city of peace, believe that war doesn't work? What more can they do? Well, I think um, find a way to join another group of people. And I made a mistake. 
I took on a leadership position right away. And that was a mistake. I see, I should have been in a group first. There's one group, well, um, check out a chapter of World Beyond War, but also the um, Code Pink is the most rabble-rousing group of women and smart. Uh, go online and look at that. And one thing, I went to the conference of Veterans for Peace. I love that conference. You've never seen such a creative group of people, especially in the in the younger group of Veterans for Peace. They are just the new age, I'm telling you, and beautiful. And peace is on their minds. The other thing is, I think everyone in the world should meditate every single day, if you can, for 20 minutes and visualize peace. Think about it. Talk about it. It's possible to abolish the institution of war. It's possible to be a peaceful person. It's possible to enhance the peace on the streets of your city. And that, to me, is saying yes to life. I mean, imagine, I'm astonished sometimes I lasted to be 84. I think in later years, it's because I got on this thing of where I envisioned uh, being alive and being fairly peaceful and giving peace to other people. That's absolutely profound. I have the firm belief that what we think is what we create. And if you yes. are, doing, as Bob suggests, creating visions in your mind of peace that is possible on the planet today, then you right. will see that. So many people say, but war is here. And I say, yes, but what kind of a world do you really want? And they say, I want a world at peace. And I said, well, that's what you visualize because then you'll operate from that framework of war does not work and peace is possible, right? Yes. War never really resolves the conflict. It never creates a permanent peace. We fought fascism in World War II, and now we have more fascism than ever. You have hit a point. War does yes. bring the peace that our planet deserves, but war does make money for armament dealers, and we know that. There's a money problem, and there's enough money on our planet that everybody could have a livelihood if we just made our priorities peace, right? Yes. It's so important that we think the thoughts we want to create. So many books have been written. So many songs have been sung. So many people have cared. And now it's time for people like Bob. And you older people out there, you know, I'm 82 and Bob's 84. Let's keep our spirit going. Let's have a spirit of elders saying, this is our time. We want peace on our planet before we go to our eternal reward. And you know, look how young Bob looks and look at me. We're peacemakers. I think you <laughs> brought to its full potential in your 80s when you're at working for peace, right, Bob? Yes. yes. And yes. so I am just so delighted that you were my guest today. You're listening to Bob McKinchy. He is the person who is running the Cathedral City world without war he's doing so many things in cathedral city and you see his sandwich board behind him he even stands on the street and he wears that sandwich board so that people see there's somebody who really wants peace and he doesn't want war so bob at the end of each podcast and i thank you for your candidness today i thank you for sharing your early history 
I thank you for sharing the fear that you were born into because you didn't understand that you could be accepted for who you are and who you are is powerful. So Bob, at the end of our Bobcast, what would you like to have your last words be? I, I hope that you, most people, change your mind about war. War does not resolve the conflict and it does amazing damage. So I hope you change your mind and start to agree with us that it's possible to abolish the institution of war. Oh boy, do I like that. As you said in your bio, your last line is war must be abolished. Look how much nature we have to be grateful for. You know, Bob, I'm so grateful for having you on this podcast because you have brought so much hope to a new generation. The new generation of people who may be watching TV and not as active as you. Let's get them out of those chairs and let's get going. For sure. For the peace we want on our planet. And I'm Barbara Gonmuller. I thank you for joining us. If you're uh, in the mood, please bring this recording to a group of friends, share it with your family. I know Bob told me in the beginning, he's going to share this with his son. Let's just all share Bob's wonderful words from his experience. And I thank you for joining us. And I'll see you next week. I'm Barbara Gonmuller, and you're listening to peacepodcast.org. Oh, I have something new for you. Now, I know you know that we are on Spotify. Did you know that if you're driving along and you're stuck in traffic, you can put us on Spotify and listen to the podcast? The other day, I was getting a manicure. And we listened to a podcast. We had so much fun. She's doing my nails and we're both listening to my podcast. So think of ways that you can listen to these peace podcasts and get inspired to bring peace to our world. Thank you, Bob, for being my guest. Mm -hmm.